The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! Touchdown! Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. I thought a lot of guys played really, really hard. They just needed to make some make some plays that to credit to them that they make it. You see why they're a really good team, right? You know, third, whatever, and they make that unbelievable catch in the back of the end zone. And so I think that, that dynamic element to our offense is certainly missing. We have to work really hard for everything that we get, and that, that would certainly help. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk. Live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. Appreciate you joining us. We've got Coach Matt Rule live on our uh, Zoom line. Coach Rule, you get this crazy news pregame. Zane Gonzalez, who's had an incredible year, hurt a quad and can't play. Then you have to try guys out. Is there anything in your experience of coaching remotely like that? And then how do you feel like your team and your staff dealt with with a difficult blow in that adversity prior to the Buffalo game? Well, I think I think uh, the guys took it in stride. They took it as a challenge. Um, you know, I've, I've certainly never experienced anything like that. Um certainly not having, you know, uh, kicking tryouts, you know, in pregame to see who could kick off. But, you know, I thought Brandon Zilstra stepped up, did a good job getting the ball off the ground. Our coverage team did their best to cover those kicks. And, um, you know, I think it really only showed up to me when uh, twice we had we were down there, we normally would have kicked field goals uh, that we weren't able to do that. Um, but, you know, it's just part of the game. And uh, our guys did, did their best to step up. And, and Coach, just help us with the rules. Why couldn't you punt the ball on a kickoff? Uh, help us with the rules of that. Um, it has to be a free kick. It has to it has to uh, hit the ground, so it has to be like a drop kick. And, um, you know, we don't really have anybody who could do that. So, Coach, as you uh, sit here today, you'll have a chance to, to bring in some kickers. I know Scott Fitter and Stafford are, are going to do that. And uh, what what's the prognosis, as you know it right now, on how long Zane might possibly be out and then moving forward with the, the week with uh, bringing a new kicker in? Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're still holding out a little bit of hope that he could come back at some point. Um, but uh, we, uh, we we anticipate bringing some guys in tomorrow and taking a look and just trying to make a best decision uh, in, in, in the interim. Let's talk about your defense, uh, Coach, against this explosive Buffalo offense overall once you've had a chance to look at the tape, study up on it. How do you feel like your, your D performed yesterday overall? Yeah, I think certainly when when they had a long field and they had to drive the ball, I thought our guys did a nice job. We got off the field on third down. We got sacks. We stopped the run. Um, unfortunately, you know Buffalo got that late, um, you know, that that late score, um, you know, which which you know added to you know made it made it look, uh, you know, not as close as it was. I thought I thought the defense played well enough to win. We had some chances to make some bigger plays. You know, we had a, a fumble on the ground that we had a chance to scoop and score. Um, you know, a couple times uh, penalties extended drives for them. So um, it, it, it was a good performance. It could have been even better. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, but I do think our guys played really hard and, and uh, played with a lot of technique and detail. Um, just uh, just a couple plays left out there could have changed the game. Coach, this has been said a number of times. Dick DeLome also said this too, and I, I ascribe to this. When a team is struggling, you have to play clean football. What is meant by playing clean football, Coach? Uh, you probably have to ask Jake what he meant or, you know, what you meant to me. It's, 
to me, it's, you know, uh, protecting the football, not having a bunch of penalties. Um, you know, we limit our penalties down to five or six, but the ones we did have were costly, um, you know, being 15 yard of the 15 yard variety. We protected the football uh, much better than we have up until the last drive. So I think a lot more things in that game were clean. Um, you know, when you're facing a team like Buffalo, you know, number one ranked defense in the NFL, one of the top offenses, you certainly can't give them anything. We've talked before about sacks are important. They're big plays, uh, but they're not everything. However, Yitor Grossmatos to get two and a half sacks yesterday. Talk about his versatility where he can play in different places along the line and what you've seen in his development in less than two years of being here. Yeah, I mean, he's really coming along. Uh, he played inside. He played outside. Um, you know, did, did a great job being active, playing hard, played the run well. So he's someone who, uh, you know, continues to deserve more playing time. The more opportunities he gets, the, the better that he plays. Stanley Thomas Oliver back up for you too yesterday. How did he grade out, Coach? And then also you've talked before about uh, Rashad Melvin and uh, your affinity for him. How did uh, how did he play in your estimation? Well, you know, um, Mel always does a good job, gives us presence in the in the red zone. You know, unfortunately, they were able to catch the one ball on him in two man. Um, you know, but uh, um, uh, Stanley Thomas Oliver, you know, mainly limited to special teams, running down on kicks. Uh, good to have him back. Hopefully, get him back in the groove here. You know, as we move forward. And coach, can you can you talk about the third down battle? How did you guys grade out offensively and def- defensively on the third down battle? Uh, you know, really on offense, it was really a, a more a matter of fourth down that hurt us. I think we were one for five on fourth down. A lot of that being, you know, obviously the, the fourth and one early on that we did not get. Uh, two fourth downs, you know, kind of where we normally would, would kick field goals. Um, so we needed to convert just a couple more fourth downs. A third down, I think we were in the 40%, you know, offensively, but uh, a lot of those a lot of those drives were stopped or did not result in points because of fourth down. You know, defensively, um, uh, you know, I thought we played well on third down. We got we were able to get some big stops. Um, fortunately, we had the one offsetting penalties that on the next play, mm-hmm. um, you know, the quarterback scrambled, and then we did uh, stop him on third down, and uh, the penalty on the sideline allowed them to continue. So those were two huge plays in the game um, that, you know, led to them continuing to move the football. Looking in the office a little bit, Coach, uh, you had your press conference, as you always do, around noon earlier today, and – a lot of folks don't catch that information. Uh, where is it, um, do you think, with Sam Darnold as far as availability for practice and, and kind of where he is right now since he got back on the field in a limited basis last week, but where he might be uh, heading into this week? Yeah, we had some appointments today to see if, you know, he was cleared for contact. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see uh, what the doctors say. But yeah, he's working hard. To, he's working hard to come back and be healthy and be available as the team needs. Are there ways, Coach, you mentioned the, the, the need for this, this Panther offense to develop some more explosive play capability and get some chunk plays. Uh, it's, it's getting late in the season. Are there, are there ways that, that you, your staff, and your team can kind of uh, can, can see that and, and, and make, maybe make some things grow here these last three games? Well, I mean, you know, we, had some, we had some opportunities this past game. We weren't quite able to hit on them. Uh, whether it's early in the season, late in the season, you know, my, my job, our jobs as players and coaches is, is to, uh, you know, focus on that week and give our best effort that week. So just like we'll try to run the ball, just like we'll try to eliminate penalties, just like we'll try to tackle well, just like we'll try to convert third downs, we'll try to create explosive plays, um, you know, and uh, um, 
go 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 on Sunday and, and, and play as hard as we can and try to make those things happen. So we know that uh, explosive plays lead to scores, lead to winning. So um, we're trying to do that. Uh, we'll try to do a better job this week. Coach, uh, how did the old line do? I know that has been a, a subject throughout the season and with the chemistry and the different guys being in and out. So what did your old line give you? Uh, you know, I thought we ran the ball uh, decently at times. I think we finished with, you know, 150 yards rushing. Obviously, Cam brings a rushing element uh, to the game. We hit the reverse. We hit the, you know, long run with Chuba on the wide zone. So running the football, um, I thought it was better than, um, you know, sometimes can be, especially versus a great front like Buffalo. I thought, um, you know, late in the game, you know, kind of under duress in the dropback game, gave up some sacks and some quarterback hits that we can't afford. So, I kind of like the rest, of the, the rest, rest of the game, kind of a microcosm of the game. There were some good things, but unfortunately, there were also some bad things that overshadowed the good performances. And coach, you, you mentioned about just uh, kind of alluded to the passing game. Is that the reason why the the ball doesn't travel down the field like 30, 40, 50 yards because the timing is not there because of what we we talk about with the offensive line? Um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's uh, you know like like everything else, it's probably. A little bit of everything, you know. We did we did throw two balls, um, you know, that distance. Uh, we're, we're we're unable to connect on those. Um, as you know, guys have to get open. You have to make the throw and catch, but you also have to protect. And the defense also has to, you know, be be, be vulnerable to it and be giving it to you. So, um, yeah, we haven't been we haven't been super explosive pushing the ball down the field, uh, um, probably for a lot of reasons. Um, and uh, uh, you know, as we said, that's something that we're working on. Kind of a, a macro question about personnel. Of course, the priority at the top of the pyramid is to to win the game each week. But as you do so, uh, how much of an eye also as uh, you've got uh, three regular season games left to also evaluate what you have uh, on the roster moving forward uh, for next year as you try to win now and also what's going to be carried forward into next year. Yeah, I think anytime you have a chance, you want to you want to see guys play. It's late in the year, you have a bunch of injuries. You know, we're down a lot of our so, you know some of our I should say uh, premier starters to start the year. So when you have a chance to have a guy get out there, you know, obviously you want to see what he can do. And, and for those guys, it's a great opportunity for them to put on tape, you know, who they think they can be in this league. So, um, you know, we'll never obviously do anything to hurt the team, but we will try to take a look at the guys uh, when we do have a chance. Coach Matt Rule live on Panther Talk along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson. It's Mick Mixon. Coach, talking to uh, Amir Abdullah, taped an interview with him earlier today. We'll play that later on our show tonight. And I'm not uh, – I'm just going to say I love that kid. Um, seems to me like a baller. Looks like he could someday be the mayor of something, the governor of something, the president of something. Uh, tough to sub in for Christian McCaffrey. Only a few athletes every generation or two like CMC. But how does Amir Abdullah impress you with what he's bringing your club right now? Well, uh, you know, um, consistent threat out of the backfield, tough, hard runner. Uh, does give you some explosive plays. Obviously had the play versus zero man for the touchdown. Um, great competitor, uh, mature, tough, competitive man. So uh, he's been a great, you know, in midseason addition that um, has brought a lot to the team. And coach, have you turned your attention towards the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yet? Or still, it's, is it still part of the 24 hour rule as most football players have? No, we're off. We're on Tampa Bay. We're we're watching the tape and um, you know getting started on them. Obviously, you know one of the best, if not the best team in the National Football League. So we um, 
we're paying attention to them and and getting the game plan ready. Of course, they lost some uh, starters in that game. Chris Godwin's done for the year, and uh, we'll see on Mike Evans. He's got a hamstring and Fournette. Uh, but uh, as, as you just maybe saw a little bit of it at this point, what was New Orleans able to do to, to kind of to shut that team out? That just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, New Orleans uh, uh, does a great job of playing tight, tight man coverage. They, they, um, you know, they've got great. Uh, they really have great defensive personnel all around. New Orleans does great secondary. They match up well. They had a good, a good four man rush and played, uh, um, played, played really good man coverage. All right, Coach, before we let you go, all of us here around this table are in the commentator kind of business, so we watch the game. We try to look at X's and O's, Eugene, maybe uh, specifically in that way. Uh, my question is, do you watch a TV copy, and if so, with the sound up or down, can you pick up any intel from the Chris Collinsworths of the world? Yeah, I think when we, when we play an opponent, I typically will try to you know, watch um, – even if I get home around like 11 o'clock one night, I'll try to put on their TV copy of their game. Um, I think you hear, you know, obviously they, they speak a lot to the coaches and players. So you hear some of the backstory or some of the insight. Uh, we have guys who go through every week and they listen to all the cadences and calls and all of that. So there's there's a lot you can be gleaned from from um, from the TV copy. Are you a fan of the, uh, the Peyton and Eli Manning? Have you watched any of those kind of broadcasts? Uh, you know, I, I typically watch the uh, – traditional one i'm obviously a huge uh, eli manning and peyton manning fan i've seen it a couple times but usually it's playing in the background here in the office and i just keep it pretty traditional all right sounds good coach thanks for your time as always good thank luck you, this week getting ready for the bucks okay thanks guys all right thanks man matt rule our guest on panther talk where you fall on the uh, manning and manning i think broadcast. is i think is entertaining uh and you know but yeah it's just entertaining to me I, I like it, but yes, I like it, but it's like a like a ice cream sundae. It's rich, so I can't do four quarters. No, exactly. <laughs> I can watch about a half at the most, and it's just yeah. because there's so much. They it's talk so much. a lot of football, and the guests are good, so it's a little bit different. But I cannot watch it like you would watch a three and a half hour football game that way. Yes, the only thing that's unsettling to me is that when the telestrator is telestrating, and Eli and Peyton are talking about something else, I kind of wish sometimes that they would. Talk over the telestrator. That wouldn't be that difficult to do. No, not at all. And I'll, I'll call Peyton when the show's Give over. Give him a call. See if we can get that. Maybe you, could, maybe you could direct that show in your free time. <laughs> yeah, which would be more of that coming soon. All right, we're going <laughs> to uh, take a short break here. We'll come back with some broadcast roundtable. Amir Abdullah, Scott Fitter are still to come. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome are back for another season of Jordan and Jake. Each week, Jordan and Jake share their thoughts on Panthers news, take a trip down memory lane, and keep you updated on Jordan's farm and Jake's horses. Jordan and Jake and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. We hurt ourselves with some, you know, uh, pretty big uh, uh, penalties that led to points for them. Um, obviously, you know, stopping on third down and, and, and having a, 
you know, a shove out of bounds that gives them a first down, things like that. When you're in the situation we're in, battling a good team on the road like this, you can't do those things. And uh, that, that, to me, you know, uh, o overshadows some of the good things that we did. Offensively, obviously not having a kicker, but being able to kick some points, had to go for some fourth downs. It didn't quite work out. So uh, there was a lot of things there that were, um, that were uh, uh, good, but they, were, they, they weren't good enough when you have all the mistakes as well. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. We won't spend a lot of time on this, but all I could think about yesterday when Gonzalez got hurt and we're trying out kickers, and Zuck says on the pregame show that looks like <laughs> we got a punt, pass, and kick contest on the field in an NFL game. And we apparently have the only punter in the history of pro football <laughs> who, who, has who never, doesn't kick. Who doesn't he kick. Just punt. He just punts. He just a punter. Kick All off. I could think about kick off is what we're talking about. <laughs> was this phrase of what you know what could go wrong. It reminded me of the Christmas presents that were popular in my younger generation that were basically designed to send you to the emergency room. <laughs> Things such as lawn darts, um, bow and arrow, where you could just pull the rubber cap off and, and sharpen the <laughs> Murphy's stick on Law the driveway. And then the Cadillac of all uh, really good for you Christmas gifts, edible creepy crawlers, which pull about 30 <laughs> amps, got up to about 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit so that this polymer could be uh, eaten by. <laughs> this, is, this, this is more of a Halloween thing. This is definitely a Halloween. But can you believe that something called candy cigarettes existed when we were growing yes. up? Yes. <laughs> and, and Teaching fact, children at a young age that cigarettes are good. And I gave my, because that, that was a thing I used to do when I was a kid, and I gave my son some little ciggies back in the day, as we called them, and uh, he brought them to school. <laughs> and when he brought him to school, I got a note. My wife got a note saying, "Hey, we need to talk to you, uh, talk to your son and your husband because your, hus your husband gave him your son some uh, yeah. some cigarettes, right?" And the kids went back there smoking. <laughs> Good training for inhaling aromatic hydrocarbons yeah. later in and life. And they were smoking ciggies. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, my wife right, called in the office. Somebody had to make those to be able to buy them to hey. have them. They were Paul Mall too. There you go. Oh man, it's crazy. Non-filtered. Zilstra did do a good job. And yes, he did. To have that. I mean, it's not the worst idea you ever heard to have a skull crusher like that kick, kick off because it gives you kind of an extra, gives you an extra torpedo running down the field to cover the kick. And it, don't forget any squib to kick too. And the squib is a little bit harder to. to I, the first squib worked. The second squib, he kind of picked it up, but he squibbed the kick, which I thought was pretty good. And that, and that's what you want to do because you want to keep that ball on the ground and have it move all over the place and give your guys a chance to get down and make a yeah, tackle. Yeah, that first one they had trouble handling it. So they it did. So that that was that worked out well. So is this fair to say that where where the Panthers are in the 2021 season, that the conversation now seems to be shifting to the 2022 team? Nothing yes. against these last three games. The team's going to try as hard as it can to win one at a time, go 1-0 each week. But to, how are the Panthers going to try to fix the underlying disorders of, in no particular order, O-line and quarterback? That's what I think is the diagnosis that has to happen because – I, I thought that if the un, if the offensive line is unsettled and it's been unsettled all year long, people in and out, then you can't have a stable offense. It's hard to have a stable quarterback. It's hard to have a stable running back because you can't keep people upright if you can't continue to block. And so I think that needs to be addressed. And so I think these three games, that's that you're really auditioning for your job. You are really playing for your job. And so the guys that you have right now on the team on the offensive line – Every play that you have, every mistake, it will be amplified because they're looking to find what guys we're going to put in a 2022 team that's going to be our starting offensive line. Who can make that thing? And 
who can make that uh, that jump. And if you can't make that jump, you're not going to be here. Another positive in general for really teams across the league is the salary cap's going to take a big jump this year, too. So you have the draft, uh, but you also have room in free agency uh, to get some veterans uh, as well. Because, you know, sometimes you take a draft pick, it can take time to develop. You don't know if they'll pan out. You know, if you get the right veterans, you could possibly you know find your left tackle in free agency in addition I know you want to build through the draft in most cases, but uh, you won't. I don't think we have a second or a third in this draft, so you want to be able to hit that first pick, and then you won't have one again to the fourth as it stands right now. Real quick, any need to panic at the loss of some draft picks in some of these deals, C.J. Henderson, Sam Darnold in particular, uh, because it seems like you could trade a player for a pick. Yes, you can. You, and you can trade back to get picks. Absolutely. And that's what uh, Scott Federer is going to be able to come in and, and really maybe start to put his footprint, his fingerprints on what this team is going to look like because you're going to have to do exactly what you said. Do you trade people back? How do you get this thing working? Because this is what you need to do to move forward in 2022. All right, injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Of course, Zane Gonzalez we talked about with the quad injury. Looks like that'll be uh, not a, a quick return, if at all. Uh, we will see, and with Sam Darnold, we'll probably get a little bit more information Wednesday when they roll around for practice with Ortho Carolina. Your care. Your way. Good Amir job. Abdullah, the 20, Homewood, Alabama, goes to Nebraska and drives there. Oof. We'll talk about that and the contributions he's bringing, which are many, with and without the football, to the Panther offense. Stay tuned. Panther Talk continues in a second on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of the Carolina Panthers. Join Kristen Balboni, Darren Gant, and Will Bryan for the Happy Half Hour. Each week, the gang covers all things relating to your Carolina Panthers, both on and off the field. The Happy Half Hour and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I thought the defense did a great job, especially early, I thought. Unfortunately, you know, we had them stopped and gave them that gave them that first down with the penalty that led to them going down and scoring. And then, obviously, that last drive, um, allowing them to get those points, you know, that, that was not anything that we, you know, wanted to do. Um, I think Phil was just trying to, you know, pressure them and get the ball back. You know, uh, he, he's such a great coach, doesn't really care what the score is, he wants to do everything he can to help us win. So, but I thought they, I thought they played a really good team. We got to the quarterback. We had a chance to maybe knock some balls out. We they didn't come up with them. Um, you know, we'll just have to continue to work. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Soki, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. It's a real treat and an honor to have the 20 car, Amir Abdullah, rolling into our uh, Panther Talk spotlight. Amir, I think you told me before, but tell us again how you got from Homewood, Alabama to the University of Nebraska to play college football. Yeah, um, I was very lightly recruited. Uh, Nebraska was the largest offer I had, so I went where the largest offer pretty much was. And ironically, that was 16 hours away from home, but it felt like home the minute I stepped on campus. Did you have a good experience there? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, Lincoln is pretty much my second home. I go there at least once a year to catch a game. I didn't get to go catch a game this year, unfortunately, but Lincoln was probably the best decision I've ever made in life. You said 16 hours as if you've driven it many times previously, have you? I have. I had a 1996 Mustang GT manual in college, and I drove it 
back and forth from Lincoln to Birmingham, Alabama, at least five times. Wow, that's amazing. Do you still have that car? Uh, it's somewhere in the family. It's, uh, it was given to my brother, Muhammad, and from there I didn't keep up with what happened to it next. Man, great story. Thanks for sharing. One more thing about your life, then we'll chop it up for a second about football. Uh, is Christmas big in your house, or is it a holiday that you celebrate? Um, a little bit. We like to get together and uh, just share communion amongst all my family. I'm one of nine kids, wow. so uh, we're all dispersed around the country, sister in D.C., couple family members in Atlanta. I have a brother in L.A., so when we have the opportunity to actually just be in one household again, it's always special. Amir Abdullah on Panther Talk. Nobody wants players to get hurt. We miss Christian McCaffrey, but has it opened it up a little bit for you to show a little bit about what you can do, Amir? Um, unfortunately, it has, you know, just because of the numbers. You know, I, I got to go in and fill in for Christian. Would have been doing, doing this thing, but um, I look at it like this. You know, I feel like we have a backfield where guys can do a multitude of things. And when the number is called, you're, you're expected to do your job to the best of your ability and to also thrive, you know. And um, Christian is still there. He's like a coach in the, in the sky. You know, he's always at practice. He's always giving us pointers. And after every game, you know, he gets to watch the TV copy. A lot of times he's always texting me, asking me what did I see on this play because he, he's a very cerebral guy. His IQ for the game is really high. So I really appreciate having him in the position that he is and him being as willing as he is to share his knowledge. Amir, it looks to us from the press box that you're playing well in most areas. Uh, how do you feel about your game? Um, there, there's still a lot more for me to do. You know, there's a lot of areas. Just got done watching film, actually, where a couple plays I know if I could have made that play a little bit better, could have maybe changed that drive. You know, I'm never going to be the guy to say, this play would have changed the whole game, but it's it's death by inches. I think that's 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 the name of the game, and that's been a telling story for this team. You know, penalties and turnovers, death by death, death by inches, like I alluded to, and I'm, I'm no different. I have a long way to go, but I, I just want to continue to bring a spark to this offense as I'm sure you will. We'll wrap up here in a second, but I'm sure you've been asked about it a lot, but take us through the touchdown pass. What was your read on the play and what did it feel like to house that one? Yeah, it felt good, it felt good. That was something that we had dialed up for a couple of weeks now. We knew a lot of teams kind of go to the uh, the coverage that we saw uh, Buffalo went in in that, in that situation. They kind of gave us a blitz look, so we knew that someone was going to be a man-to-man. And uh, fortunately, it worked out exactly like we thought. The back was man-to-man -man on the linebacker. And I knew he was going to try to play outside leverage on me, so I tried to sell it wide, come back inside, and it worked out. You know, Cam was right on time with the throw, and the rest is up to me to execute. Was the somersault uh, on purpose, or did you get hit low? <laughs> no, he, he kind of swiped my feet. I, I ran through it, but it was just for the aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Lastly, Cam Newton has been known to bogart the football and give it away to little kids. Did you get to keep that football, and where is it now? No, I, I didn't keep it. I just put it down. You know, I've, I've been in this league for a little while. We were down by, I want to say, still by 10 points at the time. So we, we, we were still in the uphill battle. So it was no time to go too overboard with the celebrations. The incomparable Amir Abdullah, number 20 for the Panthers. Thanks for your time, young man. Good luck moving forward. Okay, thank you. Panther Talk continues in just a moment. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. 
For more information, visit Panthers.com. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. I think, you know, the stats show that, you know, uh, explosive plays of 20 or more, you know, obviously are a key to scoring. Uh, as you said, it's hard to keep converting third downs and fourth downs. One of the shames of the game was we got down inside the 20 twice and just, you know, couldn't kick a field goal because of our situation, which, uh, you know, every point counts in a game like today. But we have to continue to try to find ways to be more explosive, to push the ball around the field. Um, that's kind of been, you know, one of the things that's hurt us uh, this entire year. And, uh, um, you know, we, we have another opportunity next week to try to see if we can fix it. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Yeah, it's GM time here on Panther Talk. Mick Mixon with Scott Fitterer. Uh, Scott, I know uh, your phone's probably been hopping today. Are you at liberty to discuss what kicker or kickers you've spoken to? Yeah, we uh, we started last night. Um, we reached out to a bunch of kickers, and then this morning we set up visits for five kickers to come in, and we're also looking at uh, other options as well outside of uh, just the, the free agent workouts. But uh, we'll have a workout tomorrow. And we'll see what these guys look like. And then uh, I also spoke with uh, Zane today, and uh, we're you know coming up with a plan how we want to uh, handle the next three weeks, and we'll see how Zane progresses injury-wise uh, over this week. But uh, definitely tomorrow will be interesting with these uh, kickers coming in. Zane's had a monster year. Has he surprised and you or any of the staff with with his accuracy and the length he's added to his kickoffs? You know, the, the kickoff has probably been the biggest uh, difference that he's made. Um, he's always been, you know, a pretty accurate kicker. Uh, you know, he came in, he straightened out a lot of his mechanics early on with, uh, with Chase and Mike Seifries, and uh, he's done a great job. Um, you know, we're just really, he's kicking with a lot of confidence. He's hitting the ball well. His, his mind's in the right spot. He's very calm, uh, calm-headed guy. So we like that. We like uh, how he's progressed this season. We're uh, looking forward to a good future with him. Yeah, nice young man too, no doubt. So, it, not to minimize the the the, the loss, some of the, the errors made or the pain of the loss, but was that a pretty good football team that the the Panthers faced in Buffalo yesterday? Yeah, that's a really good football team. I mean, you go into it, they're one of the Super Bowl favorites in preseason, um, you know. And I think our defense played really well. They played hard, yeah, the entire game, put us in positions to make plays and uh, you know to keep us in the game. Um, you know, it hurt not having a kicker yesterday. There were a couple of times we could have kicked field goals and made it, uh, the game close. Uh, but overall, I thought the defense played well. The offense uh, had had moments. You know, you know, Cam running the ball. I thought uh, Chuba had a couple of nice runs. But uh, again, it's just the inconsistency in the passing game is kind of what's uh, slowing us down. The um, radio broadcast with Jake Delome, who you know. Jake said he thought that uh, Jeff Nixon called a pretty good game offensively. How would you guys feel about it? I think Jeff's done a really good job, you know, mixing up uh, tempo and uh, keeping defenses off balance. There's the one play to Amir right over the middle. Uh, we've shown some creativity that way. Um, so he's put, he's put us in positions to make plays. We just need to get better and more consistent offensively uh, at the offensive line, at the quarterback position, just overall in general, just finishing drives. That's our biggest deal. What about these, uh, this next game? I know you can't take your ball games two or three at a time, but there is a cluster of three games remaining, two against Tampa Bay, one against New Orleans. What, what will you be looking for from the, uh, the 2021 Carolina Panthers as they continue to try to author their legacy? This is all about growth and all about effort, you know, finishing and playing hard right now. Uh, you know, we might not be a playoff team the way it stands. However, what these guys do now over the next three weeks shows us who wants to be here moving forward, who are the guys that we can build on. 
who are the guys that have upside? Who, who's buying into this whole process? That's what we want to see, not the guys that are going to splinter off or you know, do anything on the side. We're looking for guys that want to be here and help us be a great playoff team moving forward. Fixing a position group, let's just say you wanted to address, for example, the offensive line. What's your philosophy on doing something like that through the draft versus uh, maybe uh, the free agent market? I think it'll be a mix of both. I think it'll be good to add a veteran uh, to the offensive line. And then obviously you have to, to draft well. You know, we'll have to draft one or two offensive linemen that helps keep the, cop, uh, the cap down. And, uh, you know, so however we do it, we're coming up with a plan. Um, we, we obviously know offensive line is something we want to address this offseason, and that'll be a priority for us. Can you, some Panther fans, I guess, maybe concerned Scott Fitter about some uh, draft picks that, that have been traded away, but is there a way that you can, uh, you can, uh, you can trade back, get picks? Is, are there ways you have to, to kind of increase the number of picks? Yeah, it, it's going to depend on where we're picking in the draft and which players are available. You just don't trade back to trade back. You know, if, if you think you can get that player a few picks back, that's when, you, that's when you trade. So once we build our draft board, we come up with our draft strategy, know where we're picking, that's when we can really like hone in on, our, on our, um, what we're going to do draft-wise. Will we trade back? Will we stay and pick? So it's, uh, it's coming together. Uh, there are ways definitely that you can recoup some of those uh, picks we traded away, and I have no, uh, no problems with that at all. You're too young to remember the old TV game show, Let's Make a Deal. But uh, I like how, you, uh, how you're not afraid to, to jump in there and, and maybe try to do some things. Lastly, Scott Fitterer, uh, we got Christmas coming up. You're a family guy, as you've counseled us. What do you think Christmas is going to look like at the Fitterer household this year? It's going to be chaos. We have a lot of family coming in from Seattle. So we'll have a full house. They're going to come to the game uh, versus Tampa. And uh, it's exciting to see everybody all together. I haven't seen them in about a year. So it'll be fun to see family. And, I come out and play a good football game on Sunday. It was a pretty good workout room downstairs if you need to work off some extra calories. I definitely need that. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. All right, appreciate it, Scott. Thank you. Thank you, man. Kind of felt bad about saying that. I wasn't trying to say that he needed to work out. you got to be so careful these days. But I probably say this every week after this interview. I just like Scott Fitter. I feel talking to him like he's got a, a good feel for it. He's not scared to get in there and mix it up, do a deal. And he seems to be a, a, a good evaluator of talent. And he's got roots in Seattle, Eugene, where you were for yeah, a few years. You know, and, and I really think he has his hands full, too, because he's going to have to make a lot of decisions. And some decisions will be unpopular decisions. Some will be good decisions. And that's just part of the landscape of being the GM. And you have to put your footprint, your fingerprints all over this team because you're the guy that uh, uh, Mr. Tepper has, has hired. So um, I like the fact that he's engaged. I like the fact that you can tell that he's in, in communication with Coach Rule. Uh, about what this team needs and what this team should look for. And one of the biggest things is just try to get the place kicker. For that, for now, and then, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on figuring out who's your quarterback, who's your left tackle. We were talking when we were in yeah. Arizona a month ago. You know, the Cardinals got to take a couple swings at it because they took Josh Rosen. I mean, they, they went through a couple different quarterbacks where they settled on one. But you'd like to make that decision and then have it work out for you, and then you can move off of that and build around whoever that quarterback is. So important to, to your legacy. I'm thinking about Brandon Bean, the former uh, Carolina Panther employee that, that has done well as the GM in Buffalo and Stanley County, Albemarle guy, fantastic guy. You know, Brandon Bean and Josh Allen are, are linked because very few head coaches have done well. Very few uh, GMs have done well without a good trigger man. And he had to trade his way to that pick. Yeah. So that took a risk. So you have to be 
sure that when you make a move like that, that uh, that's the right one. And Steve Kimen in Arizona may not have – I mean, a lot of GMs don't survive a first-round quarterback pick that doesn't work out. Yeah. You're right about but that. But he did. you got to pick the right Josh. Going into, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going into break, um, and, and the Panthers could change their, change their draft status with wins. I just happened to see, preparing for the Buffalo game, that had the Panthers picked prior to the Buffalo game, if the draft were then, Carolina would have picked seventh. So it's looking like, unless the Panthers can win out, maybe somewhere around a top 10 draft pick in, um, in April. We'll come back and talk more about these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady was dog cussing everybody, even him, <laughs> people on the other team last night. We'll talk about what it's going to take to beat Tampa Bay next. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Each week on the Jordan and Jake podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Jim Zoki and I want to give a travel shout out to <laughs> ourselves for driving to Buffalo from Pittsburgh. In a rental, a rented car. Oh, wow. In the go. snow, uphill the, the entire yep. way, the rain. Yep. Windshield wipers slapping time. Four wheel drive. Yep. Definitely that, all wheel drive. Yep. Uh, Zoke's a good navigator, though, good travel companion. Yeah, Mick was a good driver. Excellent, excellent driver, as they say. I'm an excellent driver. We got home <laughs> last night, uh, the, the, the broadcast just crew Wapner, did. Just Wapner. About nine ish in time. I got to the apartment in time to see the last few minutes of the first half of the Tampa Bay New Orleans game and then all the second half. Tom Brady. Just, I mean, he went over to the Saints bench at one time and looked like he was letting them have it. I mean, just this, the language. Act like he'd been there before. Has he never lost? Uh, that's that's probably the worst three hours of his life. <laughs> you know, but don't forget, you had Evans go down. You had also Fournette, and then you had uh, Godwin go down. You, you got the bulk of that offense down, and now – I'm guys, sorry, you, they still had their kicker. I know, you're right. But <laughs> but now you're throwing the ball. And I think what he was frustrated was because when he was throwing the ball, guys were dropping the ball. I'm like, dude. Gronk, Gronk dropped a couple when I, I was did. watching. Yeah. I was watching like, you know, yeah, he couldn't get mad same. at Gronk. He was like, oh, I can't get really mad at Gronk because Gronk is the guy who bailed him out. But he was upset at the other guys who were dropping passes because he said, look, I know you don't get this in practice, but, hey, I'm throwing a rock to you because I have no choice. Tom Brady is 44 years old. He's in his 22nd NFL season. And is it? Do you guys think that this is not that this is not helping? That the Saints did that to the Bucks? That the Bucks are a little dinged up with injuries? They have been some some of the shine maybe off them a little. So will this change the, the, any of their mentality or their preparation to come in here and play the Panthers? All no, <laughs> absolutely not. That team, first of all, that team defensively is extremely good. They're really good. They smother the ball. They stop the run. They do a good job of like harassing you and they harass the receivers downfield uh, to get after the quarterback. And and then when you think about what Brady has, Brady is a guy who just gets the ball out quickly and he makes things happen. You know, you're going to have to put Shaq on probably on, on Gronkowski, some some matchup like that, and then you have to have Gilmore on whoever the next best receiver is, and it most, most likely would probably be Antonio Brown. And so you're going to have to go ahead and lock that up, and that gives yourself a chance because if you could take away his main threats and get pressure on him, then you could do what the Saints do did, which was put them on the ground. And really losing Fournette was huge, and we don't know what his status is for this next game, but when you lose your starting running back, that's that's harder for them because, you know, Brady's Brady. He's going to be accurate. Yep. They can run the offense. But if you don't have a quality running back back there, I didn't see anything else coming from the other backup running backs in that game yesterday. 58% of the runs comes from uh, Fournette. 
that TB12 diet would uh, be really good if you have your own set of personal chefs and food preparers that can do that for you daily, which I guess he does. In your mansion? Yes, with your supermodel. Supermodel. Uh, there you go. makes more money than you do. Other than that, his life is <laughs> pretty pedestrian, we would say. There you go. All right, we'll take a short break, come back with some keys to the game next. This is Panther Talk from Bank of America Stadium. Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. It's hard to quantify art. I mean, the greatest ever, the most beautiful, the best song, the best movie, that kind of thing. But Tom Brady, uh, just he seems like he has seen it all, that there's no coverage, there's no disguise, there's nothing you can really do that he's not going to have a quick answer for. Uh, best quarterback that's ever played in the NFL, you think? In, in my opinion, yes. I think he – I mean, you think about Terry Bradshaw. You think about guys who've won Super Bowls. This He's like eight Super Bowls? That's incredible. I mean, that's unthinkable. And to still do what he's doing at and 22 years at age 44, that's absolutely incredible. And he thinks that he's going to probably play to age 50 because he says, I can do it. So, I mean, he, he is indeed, in my opinion, the best quarterback that we've seen. He's lost more Super Bowls than most great quarterbacks have. Yes. <laughs> to, to win that many, he's even still lost a couple to the Giants. And he, um, he yeah, I don't, I, there shouldn't be any question because of not, yeah. Only, yeah. not only the Super Bowl championships – but because of the records, the longevity, uh, now he's done it for, with a second team. A second yeah. team. So you can't just say, say it was just that chemistry with a coach only. He did it with Bruce Arians immediately. Immediately. So, yeah. And still has a chance to go ahead and try to sneak another one in there. Mm-hmm. Chris Collinsworth is all uh, uh, beside himself, a Twitter, a titter, whatever, whatever the phrase is. Twitter probably went out on Twitter um, uh-huh. about how the Saints were taking some of the underneath middle away. As if that's the formula to beat the Tom Brady Bucks. No, I mean, I, I agree. They did take some of that away, but he was without his weapons. He was without three guys that who really he gets the ball to, and, and that's a big thing. And so, On top of the, not having Antonio Brown. I know, I know, and then when he did throw the ball downfield, the, 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 the receiver didn't get, get down there fast enough, too, because he threw the ball a heck of a way downfield. So you see in Tom Brady – I mean, Coach Collinsworth, yeah, you, you're right a little bit, but I think you're wrong overall. I did take great joy in him getting mad and throwing his little <laughs> yeah, yeah, pad throwing, thing or whatever. Throwing the surface? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah so that's surface. right. He did do that. Yeah, I was like, it. oh, how's it feel? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's this what, thing stinks. This is what feelings are. In tennis, <laughs> they had a penalty, uh, abusive ball. And that should be a penalty, abuse of Microsoft uh, Surface. surface. <laughs> that should have been 15 yards. That's a bad example for little kitties out Watch there. out now. All right, Bill Gates may have something to say. Good show tonight, uh, night guys. I loved it. Good job. Appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Yep. Happy Glad holidays. You did your part, for great Eugene to be Robinson. Great to be back in Charlotte for the Zoke. It's Mick. Mick. We'll see you next time right here for another edition of this radio product called Panther Talk.